0: Welcome to We the People. August is right around the corner and many students are getting ready to go to foreign universities. Indian students choosing to study abroad isn't a new phenomenon, it isn't a new trend. Studying abroad on international campuses is a popular, it's a well-accepted journey for many Indian students and there are tremendous benefits of pursuing an international education. In the past, however, students going to study abroad at an undergraduate level were few and far in between, mostly from a wealthy or upper-middle-class background. But off late, the desire to study abroad post-class 12 seems to be spiking. Many aspirants are students from tier 2 towns, and it seems that even class 12 students from rural areas, from especially in states like Punjab and Haryana, are desperate to head abroad, so much so that their families are selling land in villages to help them. Why is this? Why do so many students want to study abroad? What is driving this move? Can this brain drain be reversed? Joining us on We the People tonight, Rukmini Bhayan Nair, a Professor Emeritus in Linguistics and English at the Indian Institute of Technology in Delhi. Anand Kumar, founder of Super 30, needs no introduction. Super 30 is that highly acclaimed educational program founded by Anand Kumar that trains about 30 underprivileged students every year for the IIT, the JE exams, without charging any fees. His uh, life and work, of course, have been portrayed in that uh, film, Super 30, where Ritik Roshan uh, plays uh, uh, Kumar. Uh, Kavita Singh, CEO of Fu- Future Works uh, Consulting. She's a counselor who works with Oxbridge and Ivy League colleges. Many um, who will uh, join us tonight. Sanil Sachar, author and entrepreneur. He wears many hats. Also, founding partner of the Gurgaon based uh, incubator Huddle. And Professor Simrit Kaur, a Principal of the Ram College of Commerce, uh, SRCC. Uh, I want to start though with Abey Thakur, Immigration Consultant from Jalandhar, Punjab. Thank you for joining us. Abhay ji, kaise ho, business kaise chal raha hai? You've been doing this immigration consultancy out of Jalandhar for 8 years now. Kya farak hai 8 saal pehle, jab aap, ki ye, business, jab aap ye business shuru kiya tha, aur ab mein?
1: आज साल में हमने यही देखा कि अगर मैं नॉर्थ की बात करूं तो नॉर्थ में काफी ज्यादा जो बच्चे हैं बाहर जा रहे हैं और अगर मैं बात करूं सिंगल एप्लीकेंट भी हो चाहे वो मैरिड कपल भी हो या वो फैमिली भी हो दे लास्ट 8 इयर्स मैंने ये देखा कि इतना जा है कि जिसका मतलब कि सोच भी नहीं सकता और उसकी कि यहां पे अगर मैं बात करूं स्टडीज की बच्चे पढ़ते हैं यहां पर भी हैं बट उनको ये लगता है कि फाइनेंशियली वो बहुत वीक हैं अगर मैं नॉर्मल से फैमिली की बात भी मैंने देख मैं मतलब कि अगर जब मैं काउंसलिंग करता हूं अपने ऑफिस में ना तो ज्यादातर हम फैमिली सी आती हैं हमारे और जॉब opportunities नहीं है तो काफी डिफरेंस है इनके जी
0: सिक्योरिटी या या या
1: एक तो जॉब सिक्योर नहीं है यहाँ आप स्टूडेंट्स को उसके बाद अगर बच्चा एक डिग्री लेके बैठा हुआ है तो उसको ना मतलब ये चीज फेस करनी पड़ती है कि यहां पे वो जॉब्स के लिए जाता है बट जॉब्स उसके engineering background ka student engineering background, so I am job marketing. I market So, you are not getting the right job, which is according to accordingly you
0: are doing counseling So what is the difference between parents uh, 8 years ago or, or ab, and
1: now? Parents ही ही business, business. कई ये सोचते थे कि चलो है ना जो एक मिडिल क्लास फैमिली वाले थे वो यही सोचते थे कि चलो बच्चों को यहां पर ही अपने पास रखें उनको एक अच्छी जॉब मिल जाए तो हम लोग भी यहां पर हमारा बुढ़ापा भी अच्छा हो जाएगा बट फिर क्या हुआ slowly slowly ट्रेंड ऐसा आ गया कि वो सब ने चाहे वो एक मिडिल क्लास मतलब ना तो हमें कोई मेडिकल रिसोर्सेस है हमारे बच्चों को एजुकेशन नहीं मिल रही है, so हर जगह मतलब they feel insecure about that पहले ये चीजें होती थी कि ना भेदभाव होता था पहले ऐसा होता था कि लड़कियों को बाहर नहीं भेजना लड़कों को, but अगर आज मैं बात करूँ हरियाणा स्टेट की जहाँ पे ज़्यादातर हमने सुनने में हर चाहे लड़की है चाहे लड़का है उसको बाहर भेजा जा रहा है क्योंकि पेरेंट्स की फैमिली की ये सोच है कि घर से अगर एक बच्चा बाहर चला जाए तो वो स्लोली स्लोली अपने बहन भाइयों को सबको एक सेटलमेंट दे सकता है
0: करेक्ट uh, Abhay Thakur, who's got his finger on the pulse of the youth in uh, Jalandhar and uh, Haryana, giving us a reality check there. Thanks so much. Kavita Singh, uh, you're a counselor, much sought after counselor in the national capital. Uh, you work with Oxbridge and Ivy League uh, colleges. Um like I started off by saying that in the past students going to study abroad at an undergraduate level were few and fine between most of them from well the upper middle class backgrounds but off late the desire to study what is your experience uh, we've been reporting that the desire to study abroad post class 12 seems to be spiking is that true What has your experience been like do you have a lot of clients uh, from tier 1 and tier 2 uh, uh, cities
2: towns Yes, absolutely. I think we've seen the trend over the last five years, actually. Um, and over the last two years, uh, especially during COVID, uh, we've seen a huge spike in, in tier one and tier two towns. Um, what's actually, uh, really interesting is we're not just seeing people who intend to go abroad, um, and intend to actually get a job, uh, abroad. We're seeing people who are coming from maybe small to medium-sized businesses? Their parents have set up these businesses. They've, you know, those families have grown in affluence, and they're seeing, you know, uh, an opportunity now for global aspirations. So I think in the past, maybe about eight years ago, it was sort of if you were in a tier one, tier two town, your aspiration was to come to sort of a Delhi, Bombay. Hmm. And today it's a leapfrog. Um, you're actually saying, why don't I go abroad? I can even come back and actually help my business, uh, my father's business or my uh, right. family, um, actually have, you know, greater global aspirations because today global trade has changed as well. So we, you know, we see, uh, we see that change sort of But shifting. you're
0: saying it's aspirational. So you're saying that, uh, I mean, there's more demand because the economics of uh, these families in these small towns has gone up or i mean they have the money to pay for this yes absolutely so
2: i think it's not a desperation
0: they're not like selling families ancestral land or anything like we've been reporting out of these villages in punjab and haryana
2: yes that's with the the students i'm seeing um it's it's a it's a trend in in increasing affluence uh and the and the opportunity now to say if i go abroad probably the person will be the first person in their family maybe to go abroad and study Hmm. the uk um i go study business i'll bring i'll bring that sort of business understanding back and i can help actually my 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 small you know family business grow into something more significant uh so we're seeing both we're seeing people who are saying i i'm not getting good opportunities job opportunities here unless i have a you know a master's degree and even then it's hard to get the kind of qualifications that i actually even need Mm -hmm. uh and I want to go abroad because I want to work there, but we're also seeing, which is really interesting coming out of tier one and tier two towns, people who are going abroad to study but intend to eventually come back to India and actually and actually uh, take their family businesses to the next. All day. right.
0: so I like getting these two reality checks because you have uh, uh, here Kavita Singh saying saying that these students are coming back. To India. But Anand Kumar, I want to bring in a founder Super 30. Uh, 1994, Anand Kumar ji, you secured admission, I think, to uh, study, uh, study abroad too and I think uh, there were some financial issues with your family so you couldn't follow up and take up that, uh, that opportunity. What do you think when you hear um, Mr. Thakur talking about insecurity? Itna insecurity hai wo what are your thoughts on this? Because aap, salo se you've been getting students into IIT and I'm assuming. Assuming many of them have gone abroad and haven't come back. They
3: have नहीं come back. The judge of the fact कुमार Dipu Kumar. Dipu Kumar's father has a lot of money. He has a small town. He doesn't have a small So the to super-30s, he learns, he goes to IIT. After IIT, मैं पूछा कि मैं बाहर क्यों जा रहे हैं पढ़ने तो सुपर 30 के सर बहुत बच्चे बाहर पढ़ने गए और बाहर नौकरी भी कर रहे लेकिन मैं वापस आऊँगा यहाँ पर तो मैंने पूछा क्यों तो समय आएगा तो बताऊँगा अभी वापस हुआ आया और आईआईटी बॉम्बे में वो आज प्रोफेसर बना हुआ है दीपू कुमा� मेरा मन था प्रोफेसर बनने का लेकिन अभी भी विदेशी डिग्री को आईआईटी भी ज़्यादा महत्व देता है अपने प्रोडक्ट जो है उनसे ज़्यादा तो सच्चाई है कि जो अमीर तो जा रहे थे पहले भी जा रहे थे गरीब बच्चे भी जा रहे गरीब बच्चियों में जो टैलेंटेड बच्चे हैं जिसमें मेरिट है, जिस है उनके नहीं चाहता है और अमीर बच्चा क्यों जा रहा है एक लाइन ऑन में जोड़ना चाहूंगा अपने एक्सपीरियंस के बेसिस पर कि अमीर बच्चा भी एक मेरा मिला आईआईटी बॉम्बे में उसका एडमिशन हुआ पिता के साथ वहां गया देखा कह रही तो हॉस्टल है इसमें तो एयर कंडीशनर भी नहीं है भागो भागो <laughs> और वो विदेश चला दूसरा एडमिशन एडमिशन Trend
4: the rupee
0: is 80 to a dollar, impact, there's, uh, there's no effect। Anand Kumar impact Because you know education is the only way people can find solutions to all pressing problems in the world। website twitter handle uh, You are a super 30 founder, mathematician। uh, Education is the answer to everything, but uh,
3: Indian students are subsidized education and then they go abroad and they don't come back. This is a natural thing. As you know, you can't है आज दिल्ली में आप लोग हैं You can't do के लोग यहाँ पर do कर रहे हैं कोई You आपके not do it. You can You You not do what a living standard logon ki aapas mein mahol nahi aana chahta hai usko ab desh prem may nahi rehta ki wapas yeah yeah
0: well, I started off by thank you. I started off by asking you about uncertainty and the uncertainties there. Even let's take a look at those, you know, medical students who've returned from war on Ukraine. They've been holding that five-day hunger strike in Delhi, demanding admission to Indian medical colleges as a one-time measure. Fighting depression, anxiety, mental issues. They're requesting the Prime Minister to, quote, save their future. So there are risks uh, everywhere yet. Students, perhaps unperturbed, going ahead uh, headlong uh, or out of desperation going ahead because they feel no options here. Yeah. Rukmani Bayer we have, what, I think eight new IITs started in the last uh, decade. Uh, you have a clutch of new private universities, two that have come up in, in India, in the national capital, yet we don't see uh, a dent in this exodus of students and wealth in the form of fees that we we pay?
5: So uh, I'd like to take this, uh, have a slightly long-term perspective. And what I want to say is that immigration is the oldest story in the book. From when... You know, human beings began seventy eighty thousand years ago. We have migrations, including to india so and why were they migrating for exactly the same reasons as today? Better job conditions elsewhere. Uh, insecurities at the country of origin, better use of the skill sets, but they were also immigrating from the beginning of, uh, for 80,000 years, because they had aspirations. They wanted, you know, they were curious about the rest of the world, so there was that sense of adventure as well, we presume, because human brains have not changed in the past 80,000 years. Now coming to the present causes, I'd like to mention a cause which uh, we see in the job uh, in the student profiles in IIT, uh, but also more generally, which is that uh, the uh, students uh, the first and most important reason that we see is now students, even in the small towns, even if they are from Nasik or Muradabad or something, have access to cell phones, they have access to computer access if they passed class twelve. Yeah. Which means that this is an important reason because now they can check facts, they mm. can look for better job opportunities. That has been steadily going up. Correct. And add to this bank loans, uh um, you know, better airlines, you can check Mm. in on airlines online, your parents can be convinced showing them the same cell phone uh, Mm. uh, information. So that's another reason, which is a support structure. Most, uh, I would say a third important reason is that if you look at the CMIE figures or any figures that I've been reading, we find that out of a cohort of, let's say, 20 to 30-year-olds who might be looking for jobs. Actually, people are not applying even for the available jobs. That means this is called that there is, that there is not enough participation in the labor force. So mm. for every hundred people, only 70 people Correct. are applying for these jobs. So why? And here the answer is they are looking for other opportunities. They are not confining themselves to just looking to India. It is no longer a matter of national boundaries alone. So that would be a third reason. And another thing is that uh, in addition to this, you know, the young are not stupid. They have seen their brothers, their older brothers, and this is true in the IIT, seeking jobs, even if they have got higher degrees. Correct. So the question is, look elsewhere, you okay. know, yes. and they are looking elsewhere. On and they've their seen this in
0: the 70s. I think you've touched upon this. Um, you know, it's not so much an issue about Indians leaving to study, oh. but Perhaps it's about them not returning because just recently this week we saw uh, the news that said that one, a record 1.6 lakh Indians gave up their citizenship. 9.25 lakh Indians have given up their citizenship in the last seven years. Professor Simrit Kaur, uh, a principal of Sriram College of Commerce, you know, we've been talking about this brain drain from the 60s and 70s. And in, in those days, there were many multiple pull factors, right? Better opportunities. India was very different at That point of time, the standard of living, and we talked about that intellectual capital loss from India. Then we saw the 1990s, and one would think that things changed since the economic reforms, liberalization, the corollary of that, you have better employment opportunities, higher standards of living. Uh, Why then do you think economically we are now uh, hearing that children want to apply more and get out?
4: I think the, um, as you rightly mentioned, even during the 60s, brain drain used to be a very big topic, and I remember getting it even in our essays in school. Uh, The same thing continues today, and economic causes fundamentally also remain the same. Uh, If on the one hand there are pull factors which are pulling the youngsters to go abroad and study, at the same time there are push factors within the country which is motivating the youth to go for higher studies elsewhere. At the domestic level, if I'm talking about the push factor, fundamentally, it's very important to understand, even if we have exceptionally good educational institutions, Hmm. the demand for seats is much more than the supply of seats or the supply of institutions we are offering. So despite improvement in the quality, despite some of the institutions being world class, yet because the seat allocation remains limited, it is not possible for everybody to get a seat in the good quality institutions. So there is a motivation for these people to go abroad. Also on the alternate side, we have not been able to improve the pedagogy or even the curriculum at the pace at which the rest of the world, some of the world-class institutions are doing. And I would like to take care of rigidity and regulatory frameworks. Most of the curriculum change is a very rigid framework. It's equally supplemented by the regulatory framework. So what do you do? When there is industry four evolution and yeah. the industry is demanding people having knowledge about big data analytics or artificial intelligence and most of the curricula is still outdated or at least not yes. at pace with what is required with the industry. Correct. automatically even the best students are going to go abroad. So
0: Indian education is a time for a major overhaul. Our Indian university is fighting a losing battle. Some very, very valid points there. But let's bring in Sanil Sachar. He's an author. He's an entrepreneur. He's the founding partner of the Gurgaon-based incubator Huddle. It's a leading accelerator for early stage companies building disruptive businesses for India. Sanil, I mean, you clearly had the opportunity to go abroad and not come back. And you know, uh, make your story over there is something like huddle possibly there too. So uh, I want to ask you in terms of you know we we talk so much about jobs, we talk so much about uh, startups and how that will help with uh, job creation. You hear of companies like Zomato, Swiggy, Raise, you know, Raise uh, a Pay, etc., etc. Et and you keep hearing that the Indian market is so huge, there's so much opportunity. How do you reconcile that with the fact that? Kids want to go abroad, and many aren't
6: coming back. No, absolutely. Uh, firstly, I, I absolutely love the opinion uh, Professor Gore was mentioning. Uh, you know, I was sharing uh, Sarah. I think the there's the the education system needs to um, essentially also catch up with the speed of innovation required across every industry that is seeing a paradigm shift and uh, a, a new revolution, uh, so to say, has taken place. And I think. The reason why students or why we all, um, you know, I can speak for uh, myself and peers looked at universities outside the country were two major factors. One was, I feel the kind of cutoffs required uh, to even get a a strong university uh, to accept you is Hmm. far from real. It's absolutely unreal. And I I think it's unfair uh, because there, and and I'm speaking, you know, when, when I went to university, I felt there was too much focus on conventional education as opposed to co-curricular learning and uh, helping you broaden and learn and more about yourself and develop your own personality. So I think when you're at universities outside India, uh, you know, countries like the UK, New Zealand, for that matter, and several others, they are giving a lot more opportunities for us to, um, you know, take work permits and work visas, uh, which is also something that, you know, Mr. Uh, Kumar was uh, referring to, if I'm not mistaken, which mm. is that the the holistic opportunity post university is provided. Now, why did why did uh, you know someone like me want to come back to India? Um, simply because you know, by the end of the day, we are uh, the land of opportunity. We are uh, disrupting many uh, sectors and businesses. And I think Sarah, you you mentioned uh, a key point that uh, startups, uh, you know, have become a very key part of employment in this. Uh, country and, you know, you you all were reflecting unemployment numbers in both rural and urban parts of this country. Uh, What I absolutely love about the institutional ecosystem in India today is that organizations uh, are going to, uh, you know, these universities like SRCC, and I think uh, you know, uh, 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 Professor Cord will testify to the fact that they've created great institutional cells for entrepreneurs, for startup cells. So I see a new shift in how universities are harboring and nurturing startups uh, and newer job opportunities. Uh, wasn't there then, uh, but I feel... Uh, so
0: there are some attempts. S- I'm glad to hear that. that. We're going to be out attempts. of time. So I want to. then let's go across to Simrit Kaur. Uh, Professor, how do we create a situation where we have Parag Agarwal, Sundar Pichai, Satya Nadella's here? leading companies like they are in the U.S., and they've all come out of the Indian education system, Uh, how do we make them here and and, and not need to for them to move to a different country?
4: I think it's a a multi-pronged strategy uh, that has to be adopted. We must ensure that the infrastructure within the country of the educational systems are world-class. And at the same time, we also need to ensure that just because our Indians are going abroad, it's not necessarily a bad. They are our brand ambassadors, and to a very large extent, if we are able to advertise ourselves and our culture abroad, without even investing so to say, but only because they are going, it's not so essential that everything is a net cost and there is no net benefit. Of course, the true spirit would be that if you treat it as a brain bank, and the time when you want them back, they are willing to come back, you must give them opportunities and an Mm -hmm. infrastructure coupled with a good governance and institutional mechanisms, wherein they feel comfortable returning to the country and giving back to the growth and development of the country, what earlier they could not contribute. So most important is creating a conducive environment for them, which I'm very sure over the years, India, because of its own development and growth, is now also
0: concentrating. A conducive environment sounds like, you know, a huge challenge, easier said than done, because the reasons for those migrating abroad, opting to continue to live there, have remained the same, ease of living, of course, urban squalor, pollution. Increasingly, pollution is an issue, deteriorating healthcare, all of these. Uh, But uh, it's a phenomena that is, I would say, harmful to our economy. It's loss of brains. It's a loss of a lot of money that we're paying. A huge, massive challenge for our governments to figure out. Uh, an answer, a solution to this. Thank you all for joining us, and we, the people where we believe it's important to speak up, but also important to listen. Thank you. Good night.